This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. And hello, everybody. I'm Steve Brandy on 1490 WDAN's Newsmakers and carrying on this program in the memory of Linda Bolton, something that she did quite often. The Danville Barbershop Chorus is in here today, and that's Marty Linval and four of her best, Dr. Wes Beeritz, Bob Bastifer, Mike Westfall, and J.P. Calvin. And uh, first of all, Marty, welcome. And at the day we're recording this, we are what? Uh, Ten days away from the ten days away from the mm-hmm. big concert at the Fishers. So, yes. why don't you tell us? Lean in just a little bit there and tell me yes. when you are within ten days of a big show like the one at the Fisher. Is it like Tech Week for a play? Is it the that when the nerves come together, or what's it like? Well, it's called memorize, memorize, memorize. These guys have been memorizing, and so last night we were off our books, and they have a B plus going. They're working on an A-plus from me. We we had some check-offs, and we're pretty good about 80% of the songs. So they'll get there. They'll get there. And these guys are actually called Four on the Floor, these, this quartet here today. I can't believe you said that because there was that teen movie a few years ago about a futuristic Chicago, and one of the guys in the movie was named Four and he got injured, and I joked with my daughter, four on the floor. I never thought I'd hear that phrase again. So, Yeah, they may have a story behind it, I yeah, think. There is a story behind it. There is a story it. behind it. Dr. Beards, tell us, what's the story well, behind Well, the story it? was that we used to be known as the Ileana Connection. We were singing up at Carmack one day, uh, the foursome, and we were going through our songs, and I saw the sports car sitting there, said, four uh, shifties, uh, shifters on the floor. And so then I just said, we're four on the floor. It was kind of out of the clear blue sky, and so it's kind of stuck. And that's how I learned to drive. My dad had a Toyota pickup that was a four on the floor. In fact, all we owned was a four on the floor Toyota and a three on the tree Maverick. I had to learn how to drive sticks. So so that's where that nickname came from. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mike Westfall, you are related to somebody that works within these radio station corners, and uh, and I know your son sings with you guys well. So uh, what is it like in the Westfall home when you and your son, the War Eagle, as we call him, break out into barbershop songs around the table at Thanksgiving? What happens? Well, there's really not a whole lot of that that, <laughs> that happens. <laughs> but uh, one thing he said to me, years ago was that he appreciated growing up with my wife and myself, his mother, and uh, because we had all kinds of different music in the house. And that included barbershop because I was singing barbershop at that time. So he appreciated that. He even took a couple um, theory classes when he was in college. And one of Eric's favorite things, of course, is doing play-by-play on the junior college title game over at DAC and singing the national anthem beforehand. Now, I have the picture in my mind. Were all of you there this year for that? Yes, oh, sure were. I loved it. That was great, the rendition and Tom Fricky leading the way as you mm-hmm. all sang the national anthem. Bob Bastiver, let's bring you in here. How long have you been uh, singing with the Danville Barbershop Chorus? Tell us how your interest began. I started singing in 1998, so that's, what, 24 years, I guess. I had an older brother that uh, still to this day sings with the course, uh, barbershop course in Dallas, Texas. And so he kind of got me interested. And um, 
And then one day I went to a concert of, of this local course in 1998 in uh, Washington or Lincoln Park. And uh, I kind of got the bug at that time. But it's, uh, it's, 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 it's a bug that uh, stays with you. Gets in your blood, doesn't it? It really does. And, and in fact, when my family gets together for a golf event or what it might be, we will, my brother and I will try and teach at least two more in the family, a short tag, what we call just a short snippet of a, of a song, mm-hmm. and try to, try to teach all four parts. Short snippet of a song. I've been known to break into short snippets of songs, <laughs> and if anything reminds me, but I've never done it barbershop style. You guys could teach me something. Hey, JP. We'll Ka- take you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> JP Calvin, come on in. You haven't talked yet. How long have you been part of this group, and uh, what's it mean to you? Your history is part of this Danville Barbershop course. Well, I've only been a member of the barbershoppers since 1966, <laughs> and three out of the four of us here are. We've been together, what, 12 years now? 13? Oh, heavens, at least that. Yeah. And but, Wes has been in how many years, Wes? Well, 50? it's going on 56. 56 ooh, years. Oh, ooh, <laughs> that's great. Oh. So, J- JP, one of your favorite memories or favorite songs after all these years being around since 1966? You got a top uh, moment? Yeah. That Mary Lou. Mary, Mary Lou. Lou. Mary Lou. That's I right. Hate that song. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have a favorite song. Thank you. Definitely not Mary Lou, though. Oh. No, he informed us today. He does not like Mary Lou. Marty Limbaugh, how long have you been involved? How long have you been the director? Can you give us a little Gosh, I think I'm going on five years, right, guys? They approached me about five years ago, and they were looking for a director. And it was kind of between my husband and I, but I don't know. They convinced me. And I said, guys, I'm going to get you through Arts in the Park. We're just dating. I don't know if you're going to like me. I don't know if I'm going to like you. And then I went to the first rehearsal, and I was real organized, and we just sort of started dating. Now we're in a serious relationship, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah, I've been working with these guys for about five years, and I, I really, truly love them. Now, you do some singing yourself, I understand. I sing here and there, yeah. I, heard, I think at the last program at the Fisher, you had a solo, if I'm not mistaken. Somebody was telling me about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I sing Baby It's Cold Outside oh, with right. these guys. Yeah. Um, but I, I, sing with, I sing at church. I sing with the symphony. I sing with the Doc Ashton and the Root Canals. So... Yeah, I do a little singing here and there. I'm a retired uh, music teacher, so. Wait, and from what school? I taught in Hoopston for 17 mm-hmm. years and then Danville for well, 10 years, and before that was in Indiana. But Morning. my last stint was at Danville High School. Well, tell you what, I moved to this town in 1978 when my father took the job with the VA, transferred from Indianapolis, and then I graduated uh, in 85 and went to Illinois State. Now, back in the late 70s, early 80s, what was the Danville Barbershop Chorus doing? Were you doing anything at the Fisher then, or where were you performing back then? We certainly weren't at the Fisher, but we performed um, all over, and uh, indeed, for sure, at Arts in the Park, we were always there. We were at Danville High School. And Danville High School at shows. Yeah, at shows, mm-hmm. yes. Before the Fisher came along, that's where right. we had our shows. These guys have performed with uh, DLO when they did Music Man. They've done several. Right, we've done Music Man, what, three times? Mm-hmm. I have. Right. I've only done it once. So Music Man, you know, my dad was in a couple of DLO shows, so I'm sure I ran into you guys at times back then. You know, Now let's talk about barbershop chorus music today, all right? Because as a kid, my first real exposure to barbershop music was when I saw the movie The Jungle Book. 
All right? And those four uh, vultures, yeah. whatever they are, That's we right. are friends who comes around. So, But I think something like that gets people interested in barbershop music because you're a child and you think, what is that? Marty, what is it today, getting people interested in barbershop music and, of course, more contemporary songs as part of the repertoire? Where are we right now? Yeah, we have, contem- we have contemporary pop songs, jazz songs, um, the old polecat songs these guys all know the old polecat song so wherever you go in the world you can sing a polecat song and other barbershoppers will know it it's sort of a club that you belong to and um so these guys just enjoy that barbershop harmony that ring to the chords that when you lock everything in there's just a uh it's just addicting really you know, the funny thing about that Jungle Book scene is not when they were singing, but when they were talking, those four vultures were kind of imitating the Beatles and mm-hmm. how they would talk to each other. And now there's more Beatles songs in barbershop music because you can take wonderful songs that people have known for 50 years and do it to barbershop. Anybody tell me, how hard is that? You just sit down and arrange it or you just start singing and you break into harmony and it just happens. <laughs> right. Right. There well, is some of that. We can break into harmony, but we usually have to know the songs. Right. The, the barbershop songs are based around songs that have a very distinct melody line. You have to have a melody line to get barbershop harmony and the other three notes. So then basically you have the four notes sung at once. Mm-hmm. And that's what gives it its ring. Its ring. Mm-hmm. So, But a good melody line is, is a necessity. Well, if you remember the group, the four freshmen, mm-hmm. they were very much barbershop harmony mm-hmm. kind of things. And well, then the Beach Boys kind of tagged onto them, and the Beatles kind of tagged onto the Beach Boys. So that close four-part acapella harmony really kind of goes way back. Mm-hmm. Now, when you look at today's fun that you guys have, I mean, you're going to be singing at another Cubs-Cardinals game in St. Louis yep. on June 24th, Friday night. Now, show of hands, how many of you five are Cub fans? Oh. Okay, four out of five. So, Bob <laughs> Bastifer, you're a Cardinal fan? No. <laughs> I'm a Giant fan. Oh, you are? Well, gee, you and I are going to have fun. I'm a Dodgers fan. I'm, I'm Dodgers and White Sox. So, oh, boy. But, hey, being a baseball fan is all you need to do. I love the Cardinals' new stadium. What's it like when you go down there? How do they treat you? Anybody, tell me what it's like when you go down. Well, we've certainly been treated well because they've asked us back now for the fourth time in a row. So I don't know that that's ever been done. I think they like the way we sound, and I think they like the arrangement uh, that we do for the national anthem. It seems to hit hit a nice note with them. I remember that someone said that, the last time we were there, maybe it was the third time, or I mm-hmm. don't know if it's the third time. I think time. it was the third the, time. The, the, the uh, general manager. Yeah, the owner. He, he said the owner. Mm-hmm. Oh, he came by and said, my goodness, he liked that sound. So we've got him on our side, too. So I don't know how long we'll indeed be doing these uh, songs for the Cubs cards you know, game. It's, it's, it's not very often that anyone gets to do anything in front of a crowd of 35,000 people. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a real honor, and it's, it's a thrill. To, to be on that uh, field and uh, and sing a song that everybody respects. It's it's really quite an honor. And what what's really good is when we finish, the crowd just roars. Yeah, the mm. last time we they all stood up and applauded as we we felt like rock stars, didn't we, guys? <laughs> 
Yeah. Hey, JP, what about you? Now, you've been singing with this group since 1966. Here's what I want to know. I remember Joe Garagiola, the baseball announcer, telling me that one time his daughter Gina comes out to sing the national anthem at Dodger Stadium, and he was scared because, oh, the echo effect. Oh, sometimes people try to sing the national anthem at a stadium, and they don't know what to do. Bobby Vinton had that problem in Pittsburgh once because the echo kind of freaked them out. JP, what's it like when you're singing in front of 35,000 people and it's different sound effects, different acoustics? Do you get a little intimidated? Tell me, what, what do you think? All these years you've been singing with the Barbershop Chorus, is that the hardest thing to do, sing in that big of an arena? I still uh, get stage fright singing in front of 10 people. But, yeah, <laughs> 35,000, uh, it's a, just a big thrill. Mm-hmm. So once you get started, you're okay, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like they say about the Super Bowl. After the first hit, you're fine. But Marty is the director. What do you And as their director, I say, keep your eyes on me, boys. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get, don't look away from me and get, you know, just keep your eye on me and we'll stay together. Well, they keep their eyes on you. What about their ears? Because when you hear the echoing, is it a little scary? You know, honestly, I don't really think we notice that echo. No, no. really. Because we were so laser focused and... These guys were pretty confident. They just, I don't think that had an effect on them at all. And last year we were actually down on the field in a different spot. So it was even further away from the crowd, but because of COVID, we had to be really careful. But no, they did great. They, they, uh, they blew it away. So. Oh, great to hear. Well, you're going to blow the crowd away in about. 10 days from when we're recording this at the Fisher Theater. Those of you just joining, this is Newsmakers on 1490 WDA, and I'm Steve Brandy with Marty Linvall and the Dambo Barbershop Chorus. So, uh, Dr. Beeridge, you said a while ago, no, you weren't at the Fisher back in the 70s, but now that you are performing at the Fisher, what's it like? What's it mean to you? Well, that's an icon in our town, and I think it'll develop to the point where it is really uh, the major emphasis in the downtown, perhaps, uh, so we were just proud as the devil to sing there. I don't know if you've been in it, but it's been redone. And I know the construction company that did it, and they had a great time doing it. And all within one year, they redid the whole thing. So it was amazing that uh, that came about as fast as it did and as well as it did. Right. Since it's I'm, just marvelous. Yeah, isn't it great? Since the first movie I saw there after I moved here was the original Christopher Reeve Superman. And I think about it every time I walk in there, but I've seen DLO shows there since I've been back, Danville Symphony Orchestra shows, and a couple Fridays ago when they were showing Jesus Christ Superstore, my daughter was mm-hmm. visiting, and I said to my daughter and my fiancé, you see that side section up there? I've never sat in there. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And there we were sitting on one of those side overview looks it was a blast marty the fisher thank you julius hegler yes yes I've god heard bless julius julius hegler because that's the, that's the reason that fisher is and it is built to be an acoustic opera house it mm. is built for acapella singing right. it's it's just the acoustics are fantastic in there so when you're there at 3 p.m. on May 7th on Saturday, that's when the big show is. Is that the right time of day, 3 in the afternoon? Does it We work? think it will be. <laughs> Put your, you know, get out of your garden, clean up, come down to the Fisher, bring your mom, uh, enjoy an hour and 45 minutes of music, and we're going to have the other guys from the U of I with us. There's, they're a male a cappella group. 
and then go out to dinner for with your mom. These are U of I students. These coming? are U of I students called the other guys, and they've been in. Uh, they've been going for a long, long time too. It's a big tradition at the U of I. The other guys. So these new students come in and they want to be part of the other guys. I bet that is a thrill. Right there's eight of them. Hmm. Oh wow. Okay. Now rules the day you perform. Uh, Mike, Bob. West JP, somebody tell me now. I'm a coffee drinker. Are you allowed to drink coffee the morning? Is coffee bad for a barbershop voice? Is there any secret thing you gargle with? How do you do it? What what do you how do you keep your voice ready to go? I don't think coffee is a problem with anybody. <laughs> I don't think any drinks are a problem with no. anybody that I know about. So you just drink whatever you're comfortable with, or you yeah. you're all three of you have bottled water here today, so you're keeping your vocal cords fresh for this show at least. Uh, Mike, what about you all these years? You and Eric have any rules on what you drink or don't drink before performing? Or? No, I gave up trying to tell him what to do a long time ago. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I I generally don't drink as much coffee in the morning uh, on the day of, but outside of that, uh, it's not taboo. no. <laughs> Caffeine is a little drying to the vocal cords, but it, it, it a, little, a little goes along, you know, all things in moderation. I, I've learned that. We, we, if I'm about to do play-by-play on a basketball game, coffee can do two things. One, your voice might crack, and two, you might have to leave during the game and hope <laughs> somebody can take over for you. Bob Bastifer, what about you? Whether it's, whether it's food, drink, are there any rules that you follow the day of performing? Don't do this or out of superstition, always do that. Probably I uh, don't want to sing on a full stomach mm-hmm. or, or just after dinner, after lunch. So 3 o'clock is the perfect time. Uh, I won't – I don't want to steal J.P.'s thunder. I know he has uh, kind he of has a drink of choice thing. that he likes to likes to keep his, keep his tonsils wet. But uh, I'll let him speak to that. J.P. Calvin, what is your secret? You've been with the Danville Barbershop Chorus <clears throat> since 1966. We want to know what makes it work. Well, you don't eat too much, you know, before you sing. And then you always have a double shot of hot dam. And just let it go down your throat to soothe it. And then you can sing like a bird. So that may be our ritual from that Uh, one. I, I don't know how to follow up that one. I've got I can hear Neil Diamond in my head. Hot damn, hot damn. So, uh, oh boy. So Marty Linville, how do you keep this crowd in line? You say, Oh my gosh. <laughs> when you first started leading them, you said it was kind of a trial. It was kind of a dating relationship. Then you became the full time director. How do you do it? Um They're pretty they're pretty respectful of me. It's it's kinda like working with uh some some sometimes it's like working with high school high school boys, but for the most part they're uh, they're they're pretty uh, respectful. I think it's a power trip. <laughs> yeah, I have fifty five guys that I'm making that. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm leading. So the, yeah, it's a power trip. Yeah, I think it's a power trip. But yeah. uh, seriously, we have to give Marty all the credit for the success of our course for the last five years. If you go back. Doc can go way back, but if we go, uh, you know, even back 10 years, there was uh, maybe 12 to 15 guys on stage with this group. And uh, Marty has, has grown the group through good singing, through uh, recruitment of some of some good talent. And that A good, little arm twisting. Yeah, and, and, and that good talent makes the rest of us older guys sound pretty good, quite honestly. But it's a nice, it's a nice mix now of, of, uh, of ages and, um, and interests. And Marty just has a fabulous job of, of directing 55 older guys. 
Well, Marty, tell me, for somebody ignorant like I'll me... I'll pay you later, Bob. <laughs> I, I love listening to barbershop music, but I don't know much about it. Uh, mm-hmm. Are there any ladies that sing with you? Does it have to be guys, or what is the rule, or are there any rules? Um, it used to be just male, a male organization, because there were sweet ad lines that the ladies would join. Mm-hmm. Now barbershop harmonies open it up to everyone. So there are women that can join um, a barbershop chorus, but... Since we have a Sweet Adeline chapter in our community, we sort of encourage people to join that. So I'm the only female in this group, but um, that's enough. That's plenty. <laughs> These guys think that is plenty. So one is plenty. Well, does the Sweet Adelines have a male director? Maybe that would happen. No, they have a female director. They used to. They there are had. there are not very many female barbershop chorus directors out there, mm-hmm. but I'm one of them. Yeah. Well, some of the other people, I mean, we've got the big Fab Four here today. Who are some of the other really important voices that are going to be with you at the Fisher on Saturday the 7th? Well, I don't, uh, just the other guys, which is the the part of the the University of Illinois Singing Men's Glee Club. They're Mm -hmm. a spinoff from that. That's Mm -hmm. what they are. Mm -hmm. So I've attended a lot of their programs as we were close enough to do that very easily. And the the other guys really sing all the time as well Mm -hmm. Well, after they're singing. So this group will have, I think we have 40 guys singing in this concert. So Mm -hmm. there'll be 40 men singing. And then we have four or five quartets that will come out of that group and sing. So it'll be kind of a mix of quartets and full chorus and then the other guys from U of I. Now, you mentioned the four quartets. When I was at Northridge, and maybe you knew her, Diane Birch was my chorus teacher. I was in the eighth grade mixed chorus and your goal was to be one of those special ensemble groups, okay? Mm-hmm. You're just one of the bases, but you want to be one of the two or three bases chosen to be a group of eight that sings at the contest at DHS. So these four quartets that are going to be coming out, do you change the combos, or do you have a group of four that you know works together and they stay together? How do you do that? Yeah, there's they just, you know, we just have quartets that have formed on their own. And um, th- they stay together. Like mm-hmm. this four on the floor is a quartet that's been singing, what you think, 12, 13, yeah. 14 years. Right. Then there's um, a Sentimental Journey quartet that's coming actually from Charleston. Mm-hmm. And one of their members sings in our chorus, but he's bringing his three other guys and they're going to sing. We have one called Heartland Harmony. And then we have a group called Second Time Around. And... Um, what else, guys? Young and plus the one. Young Plus One, which is a, a octet. There's eight of them. And they're all the younger guys in the group, but we have one older guy, so we call it Young Plus One. <laughs> and I think that gets all the uh, quartets and so on. Only a few minutes left here on Newsmakers talking with the Danville Barbershop Chorus. Now, tickets for the May 7th, 3 p.m. show at the Fisher. Can you get them ahead of time? Can you get them at the door? What do you recommend? All of the above. You can get them at the door. Uh, if you want a particular seat, then you can go online, and it's at thefisher.com. You can go to the Fisher website and click on. It's it's a little navigating, but you click on what section you want to sit, whether you want to sit on the floor or the mezzanine or the balcony. You, go, you click on that. You click on your particular seat, add them to your cart, and then they will email them to you, or you can pick them up. We'll call at the door. Wonderful. Hey, we've got a couple minutes left. It's time to do it. Stand up and sing, All gentlemen. Right, Let's hear sing. you. We're going to sing Eleanor Rigby. All right. Oh. 
the words of a sermon that no one will hear. No one comes near. Look at him working, darning his socks in the night when there's nobody there. What does he care? All the lonely people, where do they all come from? Linval, along with Dr. Westbeards, Bob Basdorfer, and Mike Westfall and J.P. Calvin with All the Lonely People. Eleanor Rigby, of course, the name of that song by the Beatles. Now, this is a little too much. Maybe next time you can do my favorite song off the Revolver album, which is Tomorrow Never Knows. I don't know if that would work. <laughs> Anybody that knows that. That's not in our repertoire. I didn't think so. Not with all those backward tapes John Lennon had playing. Hey, thanks to all of you very much. And again, the Danville Barbershop Chorus Saturday, May 7th at the Fisher at 3 p.m. And Marty, thanks for bringing Four on the Floor in here. I'm glad I got to meet Four on the Floor. to hear them at the concert. Absolutely. Hey, we want to thank you all for tuning in. This has been Newsmakers on 1490 WDAN. Have a great week, everybody. Take care. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.